0: You are listening to the Kings of the Ring Podcast Network. We are featuring two special guest voice actors with NWA and MMA play-by-play and ring announcer extraordinaire Cyrus Fees, Plus, member of the Samoan Dynasty family and international wrestling veteran L.A. Smooth, who will assume the role of the new EWF champion and face of the Empire, the one and only Thor Hansen. Previously on Kings of the Ring, Julian Kane made secret deals with the biggest names from the other major territories of the World Wrestling Alliance, forcing them to no-show their home territories, and in some cases, to vacate their championships on the way to joining the Empire Wrestling Federation. As punishment from his uncle for letting Bobby Rivers lose a bar fight, Chris Stanley was forced to work ring crew under boxcar bill. At Jonathan Kane's funeral, Heartland Pro Wrestling promoter George Gilmore sat with the rest of the WWA board as its oldest member. After a battle with his conscience, Donnie Gold bucked Julian Kane's orders and dropped the WWA belt to best friend and SCW booker Jesse James before jumping to Empire. Meanwhile, Julian Kane tried to teach Thor Hansen how to be more selfish en route to beating Prince Abdullah for the EWF world title in a match designed to kick off the Empire Explosion nationwide. Today's episode will be rated MA for profanity, drug use, and sexual content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. It's springtime in America, and Empire Mania is in full swing, as the rest of the wrestling world reacts to the disruptor that is the EWF, each in their own way. Some struggle, some manage, and some are completely unaware of the irreversible changes that have already begun. In San Francisco, wrestling fans lined up all around the corner of the Cow Palace, waiting to get inside to see the Empire Wrestling Federation for the first time. In St. Paul, Minnesota, the AMW Champion, Hollywood Buddy Melrose, at ringside holding an American flag while pointing at Baron von Heimer in the ring in an arena where the upper deck is completely empty. In San Diego, Julian Kane shakes hands with a cigar-chomping TV station manager while behind them Thor Hansen poses for Polaroid pictures with cameramen and secretaries. In Birmingham, Alabama, Gabriel Angel enters the ring with his white velvet angel jacket and All South Wrestling's Southern Heavyweight title belt still around his waist, is ambushed in the corner by Tama, the Samoan Beast. In Cleveland, Ohio, children still in their pajamas finish their Saturday morning cartoons when Empire Wrestling comes on while their father reads the paper on the sofa. In Greensboro, North Carolina, Tommy Aloha and partner Hercules Harris watching us back from the floor, stands above his opponent in the corner of the ring dropping 10 punches on his head while the fans count along. And CWA owner Daniel Hawkins looks on, satisfied with the size of the crowd in this mid-sized arena spot show. In Tampa, Jesse James, with the WWA world title belt around his waist, puts his cowboy hat on a lucky fan in the front row. In Greenwich, Connecticut, Dan Sanders in his gray sweatsuit and sweatpants and towel around his neck, skips rope in a garage with a black and white TV on a shelf in the background, showing Empire Wrestling. In St. Louis, the seven-foot Goliath throws the last two men over the top rope to win a battle royal in front of 20,000 cheering fans. In Jackson, Mississippi, Crusher Krawcheck is in the ring with a 300 pound blubbery African-American wrestler, Fatback Rollins. Crusher punches him and Fatback falls the wrong way as the referee scratches his head. In New York, Corporal Punishment, in his new black and brown camouflage fatigues, stands in front of a proper makeup mirror, globe-like light bulbs on all sides, and pulls a beret out of a box. Julian Kane's Empire Wrestling Federation, Manhattan Lights Photo Studio, New York City, New York. Corporal Punishment adjusts his beret in the mirror. There are other wrestlers doing the same with their costumes in this crowded dressing room, when one of them approaches him. Hey, brother, how you doing? Corporal Punishment turns to him and shakes his hand, softly. I'm Gerald, Gerald George. Jerry, don't you fucking remember me? I worked a spot show with you uh, in Virginia back in 81. Sorry, I don't remember you. What's your name again? Tony Carlucci. You know, I was working my old greaser gimmick with the leather jacket like the fawns. Oh, Tony. Uh, what happened? Jerry looks him up and down. The man is wearing a full feathered Native American headdress, a brown leather belt and brown leather boots with fringes on the top, with red, white and blue stripes painted below his eyes. What you gotta do? Julian don't like the and gimmick, but he sees me with the dark Italian skin, the black hair, throws some feathers on me, next thing you know, goodbye Fonzie, hello Chief Thunder, the fucking Indian. Kings of the Ring, Episode 9, Game Over. It's a surreal scene in the giant loft photo studio in New York City, as the entire Empire roster is adorned in colorful costumes, like comic book characters or cartoons. The Bronx Bombers wear cut-off baseball jerseys and carry baseball bats. Marauder number two is in a new, cleaner mask. The aptly named Tall Paul Mulligan in a long red robe. Michael Angel in his velvet white robe. Leroy Brown, oiled up and shiny. Tartan Kid in his jungle outfit with afro fully poofed up. And of course, diamond tiny gold in a black glittery robe adorned with fur, fringe and sequins to look like diamonds. And many more, all standing in formation. What the fuck is this? Killian Kavanaugh storms in, holding a bundle of plaid cloth, and throws it at Sal Spinelli, who answers. It's a kilt. Julian says to flesh out your gimmick, so people can uh, visualize where you came from. Yep. I'm fucking Irish. Well, oh, yeah, that's why we got you the kilt. Celts are for Scotsmen. I'm no fucking caber Tosser. A confused Sal continues. What's the difference? There's a big fucking difference, you fat spaghetti ate and poker. Hey, you watch how you talk about Italians, young man. You don't know- Hey, Sal, fuck all that. What the fuck are we doing here? The Tarzan kid takes one last drag from his cigarette before flicking it off to the side. So we're all posing for one giant picture like the fucking Yankees or something? It's for posters and other gimmicks to sell the sponsors and shit. But you got me standing right here next to Toll Paul and the Bronx Bombers. Why the fuck wouldn't I be kicking their ass? It don't count. It's just for the business people, Louis the Greek adds. The wrestlers groan in disapproval. Jungle Boy's right. I don't give a fuck about your business papers. you just fucking call me Jungle Boy? I ain't gonna have no picture of me standing in the middle of a bunch of heels with a smile on my face. Okay, fine. Well, uh, uh, heels on the right, uh, baby face on the left. As the disgruntled wrestlers shuffle their positions, in walks Julian Kane in a freshly cut $5,000 suit alongside Thor Hansen looking every bit the part of the American Viking with his red, white, and blue plastic armor and cape and a winged silver helmet like Thor, the comic book character. Michael Angel and Leroy Brown notice him and stop smiling and laughing with the others and glare at Thor, the guy who took the spot they thought they were getting. Without prompt, Thor walks straight to Diamond Gold in the middle who greets his old friend with a smile and a handshake. The others in the room can feel the magic already and the money this company will make behind these two in this magic matchup. The EWF superhero champion, Thor Hansen, and the man recognized as the best wrestler in the world and who they'd never say out loud here at Empire, but is generally considered the real world champion of wrestling. Julian stands next to the photographer facing the entire Empire roster. Like Gordon Gecko in Wall Street, He speaks into a microphone. Look around, boys, because you are surrounded by the faces of the biggest stars in all of wrestling. Because they are the faces of the Empire. The wrestling war is over, and we won. Since Thor became champion, Empire TV has debuted in 23 stations across the country. With more on the way. We've run sold-out shows across the Midwest and the places the seven major territories would no longer go. Ohio, Michigan, San Francisco, Los Angeles. We are a juggernaut that cannot be stopped. You've already noticed your pockets getting fatter. Well, get ready for even more bigger paydays to remind you why you made the right choice to join. The Empire. Michael Angel. Bad, bad, Leroy Brown. Corporal Punishment. The Irish Hammer, Killian Cavanaugh. And Diamond, Donnie Gold. The top draws from the entire southern U.S. now belong to me. This summer, we strike in the south. The fans are lining up with handfuls of cash to see their favorite local heroes and their newest favorite wrestler, Thor Hansen. But Empire is more than a wrestling company. It's a sports entertainment franchise. And that's why we're here today. We have multiple businesses signed on for sponsorship, licensing, and so much more. We are going to flood the country with our imagery with your faces. Instead of some fucking kid wearing a Star Wars shirt, he's gonna wear an Empire Wrestling Federation shirt. Instead of playing with a He-Man doll, he's gonna play with a Thor Hansen doll. The Empire Wrestling Federation is here, and anyone who crosses us will rue the day as we crush them beneath our mighty heel. While in Julian's head, he hears raucous cheering from the boys. In reality, it was eerily quiet, with many of the wrestlers finding this entire scene, and Julian in particular, kind of creepy and frightening in a third-world dictator sort of way.
1: Okay, people, everybody line up facing me as one group. Then we do the individual shots.
0: As the photographer prepares the wrestlers... Julian stands at the back of the studio, framing the entire roster with his hands, figuring out the best shot, while his top two capos, Sal Spinelli and Louis the Greek, look on at the group. Is Julian still pissed at Donnie for dropping the strap in Atlanta? He's barely said two words to him since he came to New York. Well, Julian's smart enough to know money, that even without the WWE belt, Donny Gold versus Thor Hansen is biggest money match in the business. Julian stands next to the photographer, giving instruction.
1: Okay, people, we need to rearrange. You three move up, the Indian, and yes, you with the hair. No, the other guy with the hair.
0: Wrestlers shuffle around, following the instructions.
1: Uh, Okay, you in, in the thing, in the front, move over one spot. Right next to Muscle Boy with the hat. No, no, one more over. There you go. And you, yeah, one down
0: photographer looks off to the side to Julian, who has his arms folded with his chin resting on his fist, and surveys the group, then nods his approval.
1: Okay, beautiful gentlemen, here we go.
0: The Empire wrestlers stand in one giant group shot. This picture to be used in promotional materials. to prospective business partners, sponsors, TV stations, licensors, and the office walls of Empire and sold as a poster to the fans of Empire all across North America. The mighty Thor Hansen, the American Viking, is prominently featured in the center. And there he is. Two rows back and five guys to the left. In the corner is the former WWE World Champion, Diamond Donnie Gold. Burnt Ironsides All South Wrestling, Fairgrounds Coliseum, Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> Crusher Krachuk comes back from the ring through the curtain where Willie Dean sits on a chair. Willie claps slowly and smiles while smoking a cigarette. You know something, Double K? Crusher stops. I've been an admirer of yours for years. Literally, years. Dare I say, I'm a fan of yours. Or might I even be so bold as to say, I am a mark for you. You know what? If I stand here, and to God, I would gladly testify that I am indeed a mark for one Crusher Cropshake. Willie gets up and hands Crusher a cigarette, as if it's their routine, and lights it with a snap. I remember back when I was a teenager, just starting to accept how big my cock had become. I used to sit down and watch old Crusher Krawcheck with my grandma on the TV back in the 60s, right there in the backwoods where I grew up. Like a lot of the boys, you made me wanna be a wrestler. I sat on my couch and watched you every week while you entertained the fuck out of me. Then, when I got in the business, I had the pleasure of actually working the same shows that you were on. The end of the cigarette crackles as Crusher takes a long drag as he listens to Willie through squinted eyes. I even got to talk to you and get to know you and pick your brain on how the business works. The psychology, putting together a match, you name it. You graced me with just a fraction of your seemingly endless fountain of knowledge and all around being a smart motherfucker. In every show I work with you on it, I will sit on a chair, not unlike this one I sit upon at this moment, and I will peek through the curtain, not unlike this curtain right here. And I will ignore almost everyone else's, but your match is double K, I will sit every night you work, with a grin on my face and my eyes and ears, absorbing everything you do out there like a goddamn sponge. And if the tiniest molecules of magic that you put out there should sprinkle upon me for this small action, then I would consider myself a lucky, lucky man to sit at the learning tree of one Crusher Krawcheck. What's your point, pretty boy Willie Dean? I have seen hundreds of matches of yours on TV, and hundreds more live in person. I tell you, if I were to sit down with a calculator and a legal notepad and do some figuring, I do believe I would discover that I have seen more Crusher Krawcheck matches than anyone else's in the entire business. So what? That match you just had with Fat Fuck Rollins? That was the worst fucking match I've ever seen in my life. And I fear that my heavenly image of you is shattering before my very eyes. Crusher Pie faces Willie in his chair and falls back and bumps to the floor as Willie laughs hysterically. (laughs) Oh, come on, Double K. I'm just ribbing you. (laughs) Or am I? Oh! Crusher talks to All-South Booker, Peyton Thomas, and Burt Ironside. How long do I have to do this? This guy is not the answer. What do you mean? The crowd's filled with blacks. Crowd's filled with blacks? Because we're in fucking Jackson, Mississippi. But the houses are down across the board. Ever since Leroy and my you-know-who left, it's a temporary situation that will rot itself. But what about Julian and Empire? You know it's a matter of time before it comes to our doorstep too. Are we doing enough? Julian is also a temporary situation that will rot itself. Well, we'll find out in due time. The Crusher is right. Fatback Rollins is the shits. And he shouldn't be working on top. Bert, you don't pay me enough to work with that greenhorn night after night shit, Carl. I'll pay you enough to work with a goddamn broom out there if I wanted. I think you'd get a better match out of the broom, to be honest. Figure it out, because I need to get back to St. Louis for the Gilmore Retirement Deal. And I can only work one more shot for you in two weeks to drop the belt, and I'm done. Bert, I'll put your boy over, but I am not Doing the job for Fatback Rollins. Crusher walks away while Bert and Peyton think. I know, he's the shits. Shit in the ring, shit on the mic. He's about the least charismatic black guy I've ever seen. Thought that shit came natural to all of them. You can't just stick any old black guy out there and expect him to draw like Leroy. Fatback is just the wrong one, that's all. Anyway, what do you think about what he said? putting the TV title on Gabriel. No, cause Gabe is already the southern champ on account of Leroy fucking us for Empire. And I ain't doing the double champagne gimmick. Creates even more problems. <sighs> well shit Bert, we're booked into a corner since you took the TV title off Bobby Rivers and put it on Crusher in the first place. What the fuck was I supposed to do? I had to protect the integrity of the title by putting it on someone the fans saw is legitimate. I wasn't thinking how to get the belt off a month later. Well, we can't strip Crusher of the TV title. No matter what reason we'd give, that'd be two vacated belts in 1984, and it ain't even summer yet. So, if you don't want Gabriel to hold both of them at the same time, uh, how, about, how about we pull the Southern title off him first? Hmm, you mean have him lose a Southern belt before he would beat Crusher for the TV title? Yeah, very next week. That'd sure get his heat back quick. After all, beating Crusher is more prestigious than the Southern Belt anyhow. Damn right it is. He only puts over top guys. Uh, I like that. But who's Gabriel gonna drop the Southern Belt to? Um, Tama? Tama? No way. Not another black guy. He's not black. He's Samoan. Same difference. Anyway, uh, I forgot. Tama's going back to Calgary soon, so he's out anyway. But even if Tama wasn't leaving, if Gabe goes and wins a TV Belt... He would defeat the purpose of everything if he goes to try to win back the Southern title he just lost. And if he doesn't go back to try to win his Southern title back, then he looks like a pussy. Right. We need a heel who can go over on Gabriel for the Southern belt. But fans won't lose any sleep if Gabe don't try to win it back. Some of the fans don't take too seriously, but familiar enough that it wouldn't be weird for him to be holding the belt. Also someone we can trust to not jump ship on us, or better yet, someone Julian wouldn't even want. Oh shit. <laughs> You're thinking what I'm thinking, right? No, no. You no, know we don't have a choice but to put the belt on him. Fuck, not him. Come on, Bert. It wouldn't be a clean win on Gabe, but fans would accept the guy guy because they all know Gabriel's better than him any other day of the week. He already has a big enough mouth as it is. It's only going to get worse if he's the champ. <laughs> you know it, Bert, but you know and I know, until we can untangle ourselves, this is the best solution. The new Southern champion of all South Wrestling is gonna have to be none other than pretty boy Willie Dean. And God help us all. Bert's nephew Chris Stanley is still with Boxcar Bill, head of the ring crew and all equipment. They finish loading up the ring into the truck and are off to the next town. Hey, you're doing good kid. I'll let boss know. You will have a better chance of talking to him than me. Do you see my uncle no sell me when I walk by today? I want to talk to him. At the
1: house he just locks up in his office. Ah, he's still pissed about Michael, and Bobby Rivers, and Julian Kane. Heck, he's pissed off about a lot of things these days.
0: Yeah, I know, it, and I think it's affecting business. I mean, what's he thinking with having Crusher Crawchak wrestle Fatback Rollins? It's making Crusher look bad. And no one'll admit it, but Crusher ain't what he used to be. Now Donnie, Donnie Gold could get a match out of Fatback. Not Crusher, not anymore.
1: Well, Donnie Gold's in New York right now, so it don't matter. And what
0: about Gabriel? He hates working singles. He doesn't like being in the spotlight all alone, he's a background guy, he prefers it that way.
1: Again, his tag team partner's in New York, so that's that.
0: Bobby Rivers would've filled in nice. Oh wait a minute, Bert fired in. Hm. And over bullshit too.
1: Listen kid, you got to stop questioning the old man. Your uncle's made a lot of money in this business, so he knows what he's doing. Just keep your eyes and your ears open, and your mouth shut and you'll be just fine.
0: Heartland Wrestling, St. Louis Arena, St. Louis, Missouri. Goliath is a true marvel, a literal giant. Afflicted with a hormonal gland disorder since childhood, which resulted in creating a man seven feet tall and over 400 pounds, but also with an oversized head and face literally twice the size of an average man, and his forehead, hands, feet, nose and ears exaggerated, distortedly large. It's a condition that might impede one's career path in the financial sector or as a shoe salesman, but for this profession, this man was created by God above to be a professional wrestler, and he played it up for all it was worth. He shaved his head bald, making his features even more pronounced and looking like a mythical ogre. He named himself after the most famous giant of all and learned how to wrestle. And more than a decade later, he stands as one of the most popular and beloved wrestlers in the world and greatest attractions the business ever knew. The one guy that a promoter could book would be guaranteed a strong house as his mere presence alone was the draw, regardless of opponent. And in the land of mythical monsters in Japan, Goliath was the perfect fit, which eventually became his home. But Goliath will still return to the States for the right price and the right situation. And to bid farewell to George Gilmore, whose Heartland Pro Wrestling developed and maximized his drawing ability, was a shot he took without hesitation. The venerable owner of Heartland Wrestling, George Gilmore, is helped into the ring as a sweaty, out of breath Goliath stands in the middle Surrounded by the ring announcer and other Heartland officials. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the $10,000 Battle Royal, Goliath! And to present the check to the winner on his retirement night, the legendary George Gilmore! Everyone stands and applauds to honor the longtime St. Louis-based promoter. A teary eyed Gilmore absorbs the applause as he bows to the crowd and thanks them. He hands a check to Goliath and raises his gargantuan arm. George Gilmore looks like a child next to the seven foot monster. Goliath takes the microphone.
1: Hello, St.
0: Louis! Twenty thousand fans cheer for the lovable and jolly giant we would like to thank you george gilmore for 40 years of artland wrestling and as you embark on your retirement for all that you've done for me and all these fans for so many years i want to give you my battle royal prize money here it is fans my check for ten thousand dollars Fans cheer as Goliath hands the check to George Gilmore as a dozen flashbulbs go off from the ringside photographers for Pro Wrestling Digest and the Japanese magazines, who will post all these pictures of Goliath back home. George Gilmore blushes and is overwhelmed as Goliath leans over. If you don't give that check back to me in the locker room, I'll break your fucking legs, you old git. Gilmore strains to keep the smile on his face as his hands tremble holding the check up, to pose for the cheering fans. Los Angeles, California. A stretch limousine is cruising Mulholland Drive up through the mountains overlooking Hollywood on this hot California night. Inside is Nigel Davies, beside Julian Kane and the EWF world champion Thor Hansen.
1: I still can't believe you're here with us, Nigel. You're a legend in business. To meet you is a big deal, dude.
0: Eric, if Julian didn't make this clear, you need to kayfabe our meeting here. This entire trip, for that matter. You didn't see me here. Is that understood? Hey, brother, no problem. I'm having a blast, though. Do you think I'll have time to visit my folks in Huntington Beach? Thor, you need to focus on the business at hand. You like movies, right? Well, yeah. I know you were in the running to do Rocky III a couple years ago, but my father and Charlie Gotch talked you out of it, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they thought it would expose the business if I sold for an actor.
0: (laughs) Yet Goliath took the part and became an even bigger worldwide star, and the business survived. You are not done, Thor. You can make this happen if you believe it and want it, but you need to do what's best for you. That sting you feel in the back of your head when you think about ditching AMW to jump to Empire in the first place, that's your conscience. Fuck your conscience. Your conscience doesn't pay your bills or buy you a limousine. I've made you the number one draw in professional wrestling, and as champion of Empire, You're going to make more money than Donnie Gold, or even Goliath. Just stick with me, kid, because I'm gonna make you more than a wrestling star. I'm gonna make you a movie star. The limo pulls up to the front of a Hollywood home. There are cars already lined up outside. The music is blaring, people entering and exiting, stumbling around, drunk or high. But people Thor Hansen only saw on TV, Never in person. Hollywood people.
1: Is that Mary Lou Henner giving that dude a hand job?
0: Thor, act like you've been here before. Stop acting like a mark. Thor, Nigel, and Julian enter, and it's even more wild inside. There are people all over some in business suits or evening gowns while others in bathing suits bikinis or nothing at all running all over in and out to the back where the pool is alcohol is flowing freely along with drugs the trio step over some party debris while thor struggles to figure out if he recognizes a certain woman from love boat or fantasy island nigel davies usandova beach welcome to california Thor, Nigel, and Julian turn around, and there he is. Standing in a tight t-shirt three sizes too small, on the greatest physique bodybuilding has ever known, wearing leather sandals and tiny red shorts, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Thank you for listening to Episode 9 as we embark on the rest of Season 1. And again, thanks for continuing to spread the word on the Kings of the Ring show. If you like what you've heard so far from this free show, please show your support by becoming a patron of the Kings of the Ring. Visit patreon.com slash kingsotr to view the benefits you can receive on top of supporting this show with your donation. One of the benefits you'll receive is to continue listening to the Breaking Kayfabe series, which will be housed exclusively on patreon.com slash kingsotr. You will also receive early access to new episodes and other exclusive content. So please visit patreon.com slash kingsotr to learn more. Kings of the Ring is a Mana Sports Media production and was written and created by Steve Tatay, with special guest voice actors L.A. Smooth and Cyrus Fees. Stay tuned for episode 10, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger.